What's going on, everybody? I've got some new intro music here for Don's Pinball Podcast. Coming through with episode three, we've got news, I've got rumors, I've got events coming up, I've got story time. I'm going to talk about how I got my first machine and what that experience was like. I'll also talk about my newest recent purchase that's upcoming. All that and more coming together soon, so button up that coffee, don't spill it on your tie, put your foot on the pedal and get to work, y'all. Man, I'm back. I've been having a great time doing these and just uh, coming up with ideas, man. I've got a list of things to do for at least another five episodes, so I may break 10 before I lose interest in this. All kidding aside, I'm having a great time doing this. First off with the news, man, Bond is still up there this week, so I do want to make one more little kind of update with how it's been going. So I've been following the release of the 60th version. This is the fourth machine that you could buy. It's $20,000, and when I think about in my head, like what machine would compel me to pay two to three times the going rate of any other brand new unbox machine that I have bought or would buy. I mean, I'm thinking, you know, moving parts, hamster wheels, you know, a monkey in there turning a crank, getting things going out of something, you know, outrageous. Um, so I, I kind of narrowed it down. I've been reading a lot of people's comments. I've been listening to all the other podcasts and getting all the hot takes and it really comes down to, I think, one of two situations. Either <laughs> this is what the licensor wanted. They said, we want your best designer. We want you to design something simple. And we want some throwback elements like the scoring we- scoring wheels uh, mechanically that are on it instead of you know the digital or the big LCD screens. Um, and so, yeah, maybe they just built the product that they were told by the licensor to buy. Could be. Um, regardless... It looks like it's going to be fun to play. I'm looking forward to playing it, but I definitely do not have one on order. Now, the other, uh, you know, more pragmatic, practical side of me can see this being designed as a kind of a lower priced point skew for the company for the home use, similar to the other home versions of games that they've designed, where they don't have a ton of ramps, a ton of mechanisms, but they are fun to play. I could see this easily fitting in that, space and that was you know the original um job given to the designer and he came up with a fantastic layout that fits that sort of skew and then you know somebody got on there and said wait a minute let's flip the script on this let's uh use you know our premium parts in this maybe add some spinners and then let's release it as a limited supply premium product and you know that would have nothing that the designer did wrong um, but more of just a, uh, you know, corporate decision and I, you know, working myself in a corporate environment, like I could see this sort of thing happening through committee decisions. So I, I kind of think it's going to be one or the other, either this was designed as a home game and then got, uh, you know, committed into being $20,000. Like what I don't think happened as I, I don't think that Stern Pinball went to their currently, you know, most acclaimed designer and said, we want you to put as much as you can into this to really make it a premium product. I'm looking at the most recent comparison, the Batman Special Limited Edition version that came out. This was limited to only 80 machines out of the thousands from the general production run. And I believe that this version, which kind of fits in this kind of price point area of, you know, being, you know, kind of certainly special premium level, um, It had a personalized call-out from Adam West, I believe. I believe when you bought this game, you kind of registered it. 
um, provided your name, and then Adam West, the actor that portrayed Batman in the 1960s Batman series, actually had a personalized call-out with your name. Now, that is the kind of thing that if I was so inclined to purchase a pinball machine worth the price of a vehicle that I would kind of expect, you know, premium finishes, um, you know, sparkling foil graphics, a topper that's, you know, amazing looking. I mean, the topper for the Batman Special Limited Edition, it, it looked like the uh, top dome of the Batmobile with Batman and Robin sitting there and that spinning, uh, you know, flashy police light right there in the middle. I mean, that's super cool. If, if uh, I was, you know, into collecting, really into Batman, like that was my show growing up, um, you know, I would totally be interested in that. And I think it'd be satisfied even at a high price point like that. And I think Bond's kind of the same way. I don't know. Um, you know, it is what it is. It's going to sell or it won't. And, you know, we'll let the market decide there. Either way, I am going to go play it. I have heard of a location in Minnesota, Tilt Pinball or T- Tilt Pin Bar. I've been there one time already. Great place, great selection of games, and the games that they had were very good versions of them, too. So uh, they've already come out online and said that they've got one on order. They're going to have one. You come play it. So I'm excited to get there and play. What a cool location. Parking was a little bit of a difficulty. However, there's I think there's a like a city museum or some university that's right there. I parked in the parking garage. I think I paid $5 for an hour or so, and I went down and I played pinball for a while. So shout out to Tilt, Tilt Pinball. Great place. I had a good time there. Next up, I got a rumor. <laughs> I've only been podcasting for a week, and I'm, I'm getting rumors sent to me. So this rumor, uh, I've, I've heard other places too whispered, but I did get another good confirmation that Chicago Gaming Company, the pinball company that is into right now doing remakes of older games with modern hardware and modern sensibilities, uh, is going to be cooking up another fairly sought after um kind of uh, not vintage like 1970s pinball but like strictly like from the 90s and that would be the twilight zone rod serling um the wide body pinball machine that's packed with everything including a gumball machine a clock weird magnets um everything that you would expect i've played this game i mean i played it in antiquity Back in the 90s, I'd play it. And I have played it recently. I've played it virtually. And yeah, it's, I mean, it, this thing's loaded with, I, I don't even know what's going on in this game when I play it. I haven't played it enough to figure out everywhere the ball can go, how it gets there. But, you know, if you want bang for your buck as far as mechanisms, um, interest, theme integration, I mean, you can't go wrong with Twilight Zone. It's commanded a fairly higher price because of that. Um, and, you know, good restored versions are, are showstoppers. Uh, I was at uh, Pinball Expo, and and somebody, I forget the company that had it on display, but they had a complete black and white version of it. Like, they, they reprinted a play field or just painted over an existing one, and they, they changed all the aesthetics um, to just black and white. So it looks like you're watching a black and white episode of The Twilight Zone. And in person, man, those contra- contrasting colors, I mean, they just pop. So would the black and white edition be an option? I mean... If you're gonna if you're gonna build this thing from the ground up, I think you really should offer that as a tier level. Like, uh, you know, have uh, you know your entry level tier, whatever they call it. You know, a premium, and then you know, kind of a limited edition one, and that would be something. Whereas, you know what? There's the black and white edition. You know, I don't know if you want to chrome the rails out too to get that sparkle pop, but man, it's pretty. Good job to whoever did that. Um, events. I found out, well, I guess I kind of had knew about this, but now I just realized I actually have the day off work. District one pinball in Stevens point, Wisconsin is hosting a bond tournament this Sunday, January 8th, 2023, 
twenty dollars to enter starts at two p.m. and I'm gonna go for it. I'm gonna be in my first tournament. I was just there the other day. It's a uh, you know my local kind of pin bar place. It's a, a brewery, and they they have a bar there. It's bring your own food. They have tons of games. They have live music on the weekends, and they have about twelve to fifteen uh, pinball machines. And they just got Bond in. I think they replaced uh, Avengers uh, that they had sold off. But yeah, games are uh, quarters, four quarters to play. Um, and they are on Insider Connected as well. Although the last time I was there, I think there was a problem with the Wi-Fi. So my 274 million score is not recorded anywhere. So I got to go repeat that. But I'm excited. It's going to be fun to go hang out. It's $20. And then I heard they're going to have free play too, um, kind of peripherally around that. So Looking forward to that. Should be fun. My first tournament. Okay. Let's transition now into story time. Do you guys want to hear a story? All right. Story time. So I mentioned previously that I had bought my first pinball machine around July of last year, 2021. So I'm in this a year and a half. So the story goes, I was on Facebook Marketplace. I was already pre-contemplative about buying a pinball machine, and I see this ad from Eau Claire Games and Arcade in Eau Claire, Wisconsin, posted by Tim, and you know, found out that he sells games. So my wife and I mosey on up there. We play everything on the line, and we settle on a stern Batman Dark Knight. Uh, home use only $5,800 at the time. Price has gone up since then. Uh, played really well, and that's the one we ultimately decided on. But before... We uh, purchased that. Tim had us uh, walk around. He kind of showed us everything he has. I mean, he's got uh, arcade machines. I think he had some slush puppy slow cone machines. Uh, he had some virtual pinball machines, too, as well as uh, arcade games. So he took us over into the back room, though, and said, hey, I got these other games, too, that are in. They're not on the floor yet. And that was my first uh, introduction to Jersey Jack games. Um, he's like, I got some Jersey Jacks here. I've got Hobbit. I've got Dialed In. I've got a Wizard of Oz. And I'm like... Dude, I have no idea what the heck a Jersey Jack even is. Like, I recognized Stern. I knew Williams and Gottlieb from back in the day. But, like, I was new at this, you know? So I didn't realize that a former distributor in New Jersey, a guy named Jack uh, Guarani, he uh, started his own company and kind of really started doing some revolutionary things with regard to, like, just packing games making and he like it has these games seem to have lighting that I hadn't seen before. The RGB that's now kind of the standard in pinball. Um, their first game was the uh, wizard of Oz and it's just, uh, I mean, you couldn't pick a better game to have rainbow RGB lighting and, and man, it's, it dazzles giant LCD screen. I'd never seen that before on a pinball machine. Um, and it's been kind of a hallmark that they've done. And I think it really brought everybody else up to, okay, we need to start doing better graphics and bigger screens now than just that dot matrix display that you remember from the nineties. So I mean, I didn't know. I was like, Jersey Jack dialed in. What is that, a cell phone game? I've never heard of that. And he seemed like really excited. Like, I got one of these, you know. And it turns out it's it's kind of a darling pinball machine among people that, you know, are really into such things because it shoots very well. And I've since played it now and I can appreciate it. But at the time, I'm like, man, I don't know. You know, I'm already, I've convinced myself, okay, I think I could do 5,800 right now. But, you know, you got a Hobbit. I think it was Black Arrow Edition, if I remember correctly. I'm not sure. Correct me if I'm wrong. Uh, but I believe that was $11,000. And I was thinking, ooh, there's a, like a new freaking Hobbit. I love that theme. You know, I'd never seen the pinball machine before. It's a big, wide body. It's full of everything. I mean, I was my socks were knocked clear off when I saw it. But, you know, at the time, it was like double of what I was thinking of spending. So I didn't go on that. I didn't go on the Wizard of Oz. That The Wizard of Oz, oh, God, what did he want for that? It was around that same price range. It was loaded with mods, though. It was a very good version of that game. Uh, dialed in, I don't, I don't really recall because I didn't know much about that. 
And then, <laughs> so I thanked him. You know, I, I drooled over his machines. They were beautiful and kind of woke me to what is available in the pinball market. Uh, and then he walked me over to this giant gray box about the size of a refrigerator and said, I've got something over here too. New in box I'm selling for $9,000. Uh, it was this game called Stranger Things Premium, $9,000. Yeah, so anybody that knows, this is a game that is considerably appreciated in value. Um, it's uh, by Stern, you know, from the, the show Stranger Things. It was kind of a sleeper when it was first released. This is years before I became kind of aware of pinball, um, but has since become kind of a darling as the show grew in popularity, as people started to recognize how innovative the game was. The premium version actually has a projector, so it projects moving images onto the spinners and this big uh, back uh, movie screen in the play field, which flows down, tur- folds down, turns to a ramp. Demogorgon's hiding behind it. You can bash the crap out of them. And then it's got it's got a UV light mode that has since come out. It's got a load of cool mods that really changed the look of the game. And God, what a darling! And me, I'm like, well, shoot, I've already, you know, I've, I've kind of become okay with a 5800. I know I, I'm not comfortable doing nine. And I, you know, since learning about it, I've kind of hit myself in the head every day since then for not going on it. So I'm um, cruising pin side right now. And so for the Stranger Things Premium, uh, there's a nice loaded one now, fourteen thousand. Five hundred dollars. Uh, the only other one that's listed right now is around thirteen five, and so these are kind of the only available premium ones right now. And I mean, what is that? That's it's five thousand dollars more than what I would have spent new in box if I would have got that. Uh, this one that's fourteen five though. I mean, it does come with the ultraviolet light kit, which I don't even think is available anymore. And and the cool thing about the play field for Stranger Things is that. It uh, has some uh, glow-in-the-dark or UV reactive paint within the play field. So when the lights change to the ultraviolet, the whole game glows completely different, like you're in that upside down from the show. So that's boss. It comes with the topper. Um, I don't know. I think it's a little hard to get as well. It's got the, the, the D20 light-up shooter knob, which I've seen that available, but that's $200 and a shaker motor, so another 100 bucks there. So, man, I mean, if you were going to go on one of these, this one's over in Oregon. Um, uh, fourteen five. But what a pretty game that is, and it plays fun. It's got those magnets in the back. Um, I'd like to get some more time on a premium if I could find one. The first one I played was out there in uh, uh, Lake uh, Kennedy Lake Park in New Hampshire. It's an amusement park up there. Um, and that was the first time I actually got to play one since seeing it in that box. And I'm like, my God, look at these projections. I'm blown away. <laughs> we probably should have went on that. So Tim, uh, hopefully you gave that to a good home. So. We go for back for Batman, and, you know, I've never moved one of these things before. He loaded it into my truck for me. Um, but then getting this home, you know, I didn't realize that it's okay to flip up a pinball machine onto its back and, you know, just hand truck it around. Put it where you want. I watched the videos now how to set them up, you know, get the stool, put the legs on it. But at the time, you know, I backed this thing up to my patio door. My wife and I just kind of manhandled this thing onto the kitchen table, put the legs on, and then get it over into place and slide it. So there's definitely was an easier way we could have done that. And I've since moved machines now properly. <laughs> uh, but, you know, when you know it, I get this thing home, plug it in, turn it on, lights come on, everything's going great. It's in attract mode. The start light is flashing. It's on free play. Hit the button and pff, nothing. It's not doing anything. So I uh, found out that the uh, wire had come off the solder. So that day I was now soldering. I uh, went ahead and put it back on, though, and I hadn't had any problems since then. It was great. I've since traded it in uh, for a Jersey Jack, as it turns out. 
Uh, I got a Guns N' Roses limited edition uh, also from Tim. So thanks, buddy. Uh, so I reached out to Tim again. Um, he's constantly getting deals. Um, so he's got a ton of games for sale, as he always does. Currently, he's got a couple of new unboxes. So if you're looking for a Mandalorian Pro or Turtles Pro, both of those are listed at $7,399. However, he did say that if you mentioned that you heard it, on Don's Pinball Podcast, he's willing to do a deal on the Mando. New inbox, $6,999. Go get it now. There we go. All right, so um, he can be reached online at uh, Eau Claire Games and Arcade on the Facebook page or by telephone at 715-864-2823. He also passed on to me that he does have a Terminator 2 that was just recently shopped and signed by... Steve Ritchie, um, known as Pinball Designer, but also voice of Shao Kahn from Mortal Kombat. What? I was blown away when I heard that because I'm an old Mortal Kombat fan, too. Anyway, 715-864-2823. T2 signed. Recently shopped. $5,500. Go buy it now. Cool. All right. Moving on. Uh, yeah, so that was my first purchase. It was an experience. I'm glad I went through it. Glad I made some good connections. And then it turned it into an even better upgrade down the road. Um, so your Guns N' Roses is going strong. He even uh, delivered it, too. Had one of his texts come out, white-gloved it, escalated it down my stairs. I didn't have to lift a finger. And it's been fun since then. I've got it modded off to heck, and I'm having a good time with it. So currently, let's see... I am I'm working on something else. I am working on something else for my buddies over there at Spooky Pinball. Man, they've done it. So, Spooky, I first heard about these guys around the same time. And uh, I learned about Spooky Pinball uh, shortly after I got into pinball when I looked for another game called Rick and Morty that I came across. And, oh, that is a theme I'd be all over. And it turns out that 750 other people were about two years before I was really into pinball because they sold right the heck out. And then uh, when I was following them, they released another theme that I'm really into, Halloween. Michael Myers, come on, man. I come from that horror rap community, and Michael Myers is like an icon within there. So I went in on that. Those sold out. So now that I'm aware and I'm in a better position, I was a member of the fan club, and I got in on Scooby-Doo, so... Super excited for that. Um, I got my number back, too. I went ahead and bought from uh, Joe over at Pinball Star. Uh, I got number seven. I'm in the 750s somewhere there. So I'm really excited and can't wait to get that. So this is another. It's a wide-body game. This is wider than the normal play fields are, uh, like Hobbit, like Twilight Zone. Um, What they've done with this one, though, is they've used more kind of like the actual usable play field is more like the typical game from what I've seen from the videos. And so it should play fast, like a typical, you know, narrow body, but have the available space for ramps and things that I super enjoy. I mean, this thing's got five ramps in it. It's got a huge upper play field. I'm kind of into that too. And I'm just excited. So we should be hearing some more from our friends down in Benton, Wisconsin, once they get around to uh, doing their live stream, which is supposed to be sometime later this month. So I'm excited for that. I want to watch that. Um, I'm expecting to get my game. I don't know if they're going to do a full 18-month build cycle. That's probably fairly conservative. Um, seeing that I'm right around in the middle of their 1,969 uh, possible machines that they'll be building, I'm expecting something sometime this summer, man. I'll be playing some Scooby. So I'm excited. I'm trying to pick some room in my downstairs to fit this in, but it's looking good. I'm excited. I can't wait. 
So I think that's a good recap on everything that we have now. We hit some story time and everything. So I hope I made your drive more enjoyable today, if nothing else. Thanks, everybody. Thanks also to my buddy out Insomniac Village in Buenos Aires, Argentina for the new intro and outro music. Y'all, what do you think? It's slick, man. I'm feeling it. All right, everybody. Have yourselves a good week. I'll be back. I'll be in a tournament. I'll report back after then. All right, out. Get it.